On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, we are joined by Christina Daves, founder for PR for Anyone. Listen in as Christina presents at the Hyperfast Agent Digital Deep Dive event. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. Hey, Christina, welcome. Hey, technology at its greatest. <laughs> I know, it can be rough, but we are so excited to have you today. I would love you to just give an overview. We've known each other for a long time, yep. but a quick overview about yourself to the audience so they know a little bit about your background. I wish we could play the reel. Did you bring your reel? Because that's just so oh, amazing. I didn't bring it, but... And I don't, I, you're going to have to walk me through this. Oh, I see presentation options. We can see if I can get it. But yes, yeah, so um, so I invented a product in 2010 and I had owned a retail store. I'm like, oh, I can do a product. This will be easy. And it wasn't. <laughs> and I had invented a whole new space in the marketplace. I invented fashion accessories for medical boots. And I had no money for advertising, PR, anything. And it was this whole new space in the marketplace so I didn't know, you know, how to get people to know that they needed to decorate medical boots. So I really became an expert in PR because it was free. And I was on Steve Harvey and um, Dr. Oz. I was in 50 media outlets my first year. And I realized. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And that it just blows up your business. So then my phone starts ringing off the hook from all my entrepreneur friends. They're like, how in the world are you doing this? You need to start teaching people. So I started teaching people. And then um, a dear friend of mine owns a real estate company. And he said, hey, the real estate industry really needs to learn how to do this. Can you do it just for realtors? And I said, sure, that's not a problem. Well, that was five years ago. And, and the realtors who have learned how to do this, and I'm going to share a bunch of examples today. I mean, some of them have grown their business by $20 million a year in sales. It's so, amazing. And you're talking about jump, jumping on board. I've been since the day we had the shutdowns and I've told my, all my realtor clients, you can go hide under a rock or we can pivot and let's figure out virtual showings, virtual staging, you know, getting the mortgage people out there in front of the media, explaining the process, what's going on. And it's not that hard. It's not hard at all. Uh, Carrie, you know, you've been in the media, so it's as easy as picking up the phone. So yeah. um, well, you've given me great advice to get, to feel confident to do that. Right. Cause I think most of the time, the reason people don't act is they just are afraid or they don't know what to do. So what I love about PR for anyone is you just make it so easy. You just say follow these steps and then right. it works. It's and it works, right? It really works. I know they're like, I did exactly what you said and it worked. I'm like, I know it works. So I I put together a presentation today because I know some people are visual, some people need to see people talk. So I'm gonna go through slides. I I'll stay on, take questions. I know we have a good block of time and this is not the whole amount of time. Um, and I'd love to brainstorm with people at the end when you see this and you start to get ideas, let me help you flush them out. 
and see if we can start getting you media right away. How many more listings do you want? How many more buyers do you want? And I want you guys to write those numbers in the chat. You know, one year from now, what do you want to see? And maybe it's exactly where you are, but how many more do you want? All right, there we go. 24 to 30. Awesome. 89, 50. I love it. 50, 50. Fantastic. So what we're going to do, oh, if you can flip to the next slide. Um, so what we're going to do today is show you how to do this. And the key to this, I love that most of you are saying 50. So I'm going to, I'm going to show you how we're going to do this today. We're going to build a connection with people. And the key is the more visibility you get, it's the more, it's the connection with people, right? And then that connection leads to more customers and more customers leads to more sales, more listings. Um, so where do you start? Next slide, please. So I love this slide. It's one of my absolute favorites because she's like superhero, superstar. Uh, and, and you all have to start somewhere and then you can become a rock star, you know, like Carrie is, you know, Carrie started here and got to where she is now. Um, and she did this by outcompeting her competitors and she did it by getting exposure. And so can all of you. Anyone can do this if they know the process. Next slide, please. So this is my system. I call it the Get PR Famous Formula. Uh, you need to be newsworthy. You need to create great hooks and you need to find the right journalists. And how do I know that this works? Next slide, please. Uh, Richard Branson, multi-gazillionaire, billionaire, has hundreds of millions of dollars to spend, right? But where do you think he invests his time to get exposure? He invests it in publicity. So I, I took that and, and I created this system. So I'm your trainer today, Christina Daves. And what's really important to note with everything that I share with you all today, I have no traditional PR background. Um, I learned this and I put it into a system that anyone can implement and I am living proof. And this is one of my absolute favorite days of my life. Um, I am on stage right before I got to interview Hoda Kotb, who is the co-anchor of the Today Show. Here I am on the Steve Harvey Show, radio, uh, here you go, um, national print magazines, flip on the next one, please, local television, and then one more. And the reason I wanted you guys to see this and see this next slide when it comes up is that I didn't have a traditional PR background. I've been successful at this and you guys can too. So here, we're just going to start. We're going to dive in. Hopefully we can get these slides going. Um, it all begins with creating a brand. It's what people think of you when they think of you. So you guys don't have to be a Coke or Pepsi. It's really important. I talk about brand and people get scared when I say, oh, you have to have a brand. What I want you to have is positioning and visibility so that when people think about real estate, you're the person that they think about. And there are lots of ways to do that. Next slide, please. Um, you could hire a PR firm to do it for you. And there are lots of PR firms and they are very expensive. And one thing I will tell you about them as well is that the fine print at the bottom says we do not guarantee results. So, uh, but you can hire them. And next slide, please. And, and what they will do is they will help you stand out in the crowd. Your other option is doing it yourself. It's all about learning the system and putting the system into play. And honestly, I work with a lot of teams. And if you have a person on your team, they can implement it. You can hire 
a virtual assistant, you need to know the system and then you can direct them on how to do it. Next slide, please. Um, so I'm gonna use 50 as the number because a lot of you wrote down 50. We've got between 12 and 89, so, and lots and lots of 50s. So many of you wanna get 50 more sales, listings or buyers this coming year. And this is how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna teach you the system. Next slide, please. So I have a three-part system. It's, it's PR, it's social media, and then it's how do you use them together. So we're gonna start with PR. Next slide. And this is really, really, really important. There are so many places you can go for media, television, podcasts, radio, magazines, newspapers, and your head is probably spinning right now. I want you to pick one. Where do you want to start? Where are you comfortable? If you had told me years ago that I would be on television every single month and doing videos and speaking on stages with thousands of people, I would have said, absolutely no way. I was in my basement doing podcasts, nervous out of my mind. So that was a good place for me to start to get my confidence. And so just pick one. Maybe you are ready for television. Maybe you've been doing video and stuff for years and years and years. Maybe you just want to give quotes in newspapers. Maybe you're a really good writer and you want to find places where you can write. Uh, maybe it's radio. So think about the one place. And as I go through all of this, we're going to work on how you get there. Next slide, please. Many of you advertise, and that's fine. It's a part of business, especially real estate. Uh, the difference with publicity, though, is that it's more credible because it's somebody else telling the world how great you are. They actually call it earned media. And the best part about it is that it's free. So next slide, please. And I love to use this analogy, except for my people who are on here from New Jersey, New York, it doesn't work as well. But for all the rest of us, we have a Joe's Pizza in our community. So imagine you're flipping through your local Gazette paper and you see an ad for Joe's Pizza and it says, best pizza outside of New York City. And then you flip a few more pages and you read an article that says hidden New York pizza gem. And the person writing the article came from Brooklyn three years ago and has never had pizza that good outside of the city. Which one is going to make you go? And you guys can put it in the chat, but I'm sure it's the article. Somebody's telling you you're getting that credibility of a third person versus, versus Joe saying, hey, I've got the best pizza you know, outside of New York. So next slide, please. So that's why I get so excited about the publicity piece of this, because I know how powerful it is and I know how it works. So again, here's the system. You want to be newsworthy. You want to create great hooks and you want to find the right journalist. And the reason you need all three of these, maybe you've got a great story and you know who to send it to. You know who the real estate journalist is, but you don't know how to hook them in on that subject line. Let's say you do know how to hook them in and you've got that journalist and you send them a really bad story idea. Guess what? They might never open another email from you again. Or you, you know who the journalist is. You have a great story and you don't know. Oh, sorry. Other way. You've got a great story. You've got a great hook, but you don't know how to find the real estate journalist and you're sending it to the food editor praying that they'll forward it, which I have done in the past. And I will tell you, it doesn't work. So if you have all three of these in place, I promise you will be light years ahead of the competition. Next slide, please. And here's the other thing. I hear this a lot. This is how people feel when I'm talking about pitching the media. And I promise you, it is not like this. 
Uh, you all, every single person here has a unique gift to offer the media. You're all in the real estate space, all of you. I And people say to me, Christina, how can you work with 100 real estate agents at one time? Because everybody has a unique gift. They're in a unique area. They bring something different to the table than anybody else. There are no two real estate agents who are exactly the same. And that's what I help you pull out so that you can get that media over and over and over again. Next slide. Um, so we're starting with newsworthy. You wanna be timely, you wanna be important, you wanna be interesting. And what's really important is to remember that media is 24 seven, 365. They are looking for your story. There's a statistic, and I believe it's 70% of media that is placed is placed by people like us. It's not the journalist finding the story, it's us sending the story in. And imagine you're a reporter. So, I mean, these the journalists have been cut like crazy. They used to have assistants and in television, they used to have writers and editors. They don't have any of that stuff now. So they have to do everything. They've got to come up with the story so if you're a reporter, don't you think you would rather have people that are sending you good stories or people in their Rolodex? Uh, and for young people, that's just like in your phone, phone numbers. <laughs> but then they have your, your information that if this story comes up or they see something, they can just go to you because they know that you're good. And I will tell you, this is the number one secret that PR firms will not share with you because they want your money every single month but you can do exactly what they do and have the same results. Studies have shown that if you are connected to a brand, you get more of a, of a positive relationship with people. So, um, and the thing is, if you go to a listing appointment and you say, you say something to them and they think, oh, that might be true or it might not be true. But then you pull out an article that you've been quoted in from the Chicago Tribune, the Wall Street Journal. Well, guess what? What you said now is true, period. And that's going to get you to close faster, to close the listing deal with them faster, to get buyers faster, because you get that credibility of, of these media outlets. You get to use that positive brand. And I know people, you know, they talk about fake news and all of this stuff, not when it comes to this. If you are quoted in, like I said, the Wall Street Journal, Realtor Magazine, CNN, any of these things, Reader's Digest, you have a credibility associated with you that nobody else has. So imagine you've got two agents and which one are you going to pick? The one who can have this or the one who doesn't? So next slide, please. So the next thing this does is it builds your digital footprint. And what your digital footprint does is it, it allows them people who Google you to see your expertise right there from other people. Remember I talked about that's the benefit of publicity. It's that earned media. It's somebody else telling the world how great you are. So here's an example, um, Ashley Waymeyer, and she might be on the call. If you are, Ashley, I'm so proud of you, uh, but she learned the system. So when you put her name in, she's a Compass agent, and you get NBC Washington, Realtor Radio Washington, Washingtonian.com, Washington Post, Military Money Matters, and then you put John Doe in, and there's nothing who do you think the people are going to want to work with? They put Ashley in and they're like, whoa, Ashley's a rock star. Like, I want to work with her. So next slide, please. So the key to all of this, like I said, is being newsworthy. You want to be the fish in their own bowl. 
So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through lots of examples of things that people have done. And one of the things that Carrie asked me to talk about was newsjacking. So I'm going to start with that, but I'm going to give you ideas. And the reason I do this is because different things spark different things with different people. And I think the easiest way is for you all to see real world examples. Um, so next slide, please. So newsjacking is a term uh, that was created uh, by a gentleman by the name of David Meerman Scott. Uh, and if you go to my website, christinadaves.com and go to my blog, I actually got to interview him and I was super excited because he is a mentor. And when, do you know him, Carrie? I was just going to say, I didn't know you actually got to interview him. I'm so jealous. Yes, I know. I who did. He and he, like, he's a, I don't know him personally, but we've heard him speak and he's amazing. He's amazing. And I asked, and one of the big things that I teach my clients is just ask, don't be afraid. And I said, hey, I followed you for years. I love what you do. Uh, I teach my clients what you taught me with crazy success. And we did, we did, and he allotted like 15 minutes. I think it ended up being almost 30. So, and, and he was, it was amazing. So you can go watch that interview because it was really good. But so what newsjacking is, is you take a story that's hot in the media right now, i.e. COVID-19, and you leverage your expertise to get in the media with other things. You know, when it first started, it was all doctors. That's all we could talk about, like the government stuff and the doctors. Well, now that it's been around for a while, and now that they're talking about things letting up, there's all different peripheral stories coming around. So my clients were in, and you've got to hit this stuff fast. Like Carrie's saying, you've got to, don't go hide. You've got to be on the pulse of this stuff and jump on it. And you will be the ones who win when all of this ends because it, is gonna end. I know it's gonna. I mean, we all know it's gonna end. It and is. It's a fact. It, it has to. It has to. So I want you all to be the ones who people remember. Like, gosh, I saw Carrie Shaw in the newspaper almost every single week. Those are that's that visibility. So things we started with, like way at the beginning, you know, when the Feds first cut the rate and the stock market tanked, well, real estate was doing great then. So my agents were pitching like crazy and getting stories in like, hey, real estate market's fine right now. This is how it all started. And then, you know, some of the states were doing the shutdowns and real estate was still essential, but do you do open houses? And it was a very, if somebody saw you doing an open house, you might get some nasty stuff on Facebook. So how you did got you, shamed. you got shamed and yelled at and put down? Yes. Right. Even last night for our local people in D.C., and if you're not in D.C., steal this story and jump on it. A realtor showed how in his back seat, I don't know if you guys saw it on Channel 4, he had wipes and this and that and masks, and he drives separately, and he'll only work with serious buyers. And um, But it was his whole like safety kit in the back on how he's doing it. Yep. So this stuff is changing every day. As as the, the restrictions, you know, are not as, as strong as they are, what does that mean? So if you're constantly pitching these stories to the media, they are going to remember you and know that you are that expert. Are you going to get called the very first time? Maybe not. Many of my clients have. Uh, and the one with the Fed, when the Fed lowered the rates, they called him right back. They're like, oh, we didn't even think about that this is good for real estate. And they did a story on it. So it's your choice. You can lead and do this and be seen as a rock star or, you know, and those are the people I was talking to somebody yesterday and Carrie, I know you guys probably say the same thing. This is actually a weed out period in business in general. In 100%. The, 
coaching industry and the sales industry, the, the best ones are going to stay. And, and I want that to be you all. So next slide, please. So we know uh, that's why you're here because you want to stay too. You're trying to figure out what's going to give you the competitive advantage. Absolutely. And I will tell you just from my personal experience in 2019, I did a big shift from 2018 to 2019. I used to do this digital, digital, digital. I wanted to speak on stages more. I love doing that. I spoke at Carrie's event. That is, I love that. So 2020 was booked paid speaking gigs, everything. Well, guess what? Boom, gone. 2021 looks very good right now. Uh, <laughs> Even busier. I, I shifted literally that day. I hired a LinkedIn consultant because I just didn't have time to get all my content put together. And Can I say something about that? You yeah. don't even know this. I did a training on LinkedIn the other day and you were my example of a rock star on LinkedIn. Oh, so <laughs> But that you have to be where your where your customers are, where your clients are, and that's getting media too. And and for yeah. the speaking part, the virtual training, I need to be on LinkedIn. So I dove in. You know, there's no money coming in, but I'm spending money on coaching and learning how to do the things I need to do to pivot. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we want to give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. One of my favorite slides. Uh, this is an agent up in Boston. Um, actually, she was in a little town where Lydia Taft cast the first vote, woman's vote for president. And this is when Hillary Clinton was running for president. So what she did, this is basically newsjacking the election. So she created a local holiday, called it Lydia Taft Day. And then she, as a realtor, sponsored a, an essay contest in all the high schools to write about what it meant to be a young woman to be able to vote. And what did Lydia Taft do? And what does it mean having Hillary Clinton running now? And she got so much media coverage. Here she is on Real Estate Boston Radio. But imagine the parents at the high school who hear about the essay contest from the real estate agent who's vested in the community and made a holiday and did this. Who do you think they're going to want to work with? somebody like this. So this yeah. is, she took, she jumped on, it cost her, I think she gave away an iPad or something as, as whoever won the essay contest and all the media she got was crazy. So smart. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. Okay. Next slide, please. So this is Ashley, who I showed you above from the Google search. Uh, one of my former clients, every time I turn on the TV, she's there. Like I'm, I, I always email, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Uh, she figured out the system and it worked. And next slide, please. And in one of my congratulatory emails, she replied back. And this is from the producer. Thank you so much, Christina. Erica said I had perfected the art of the pitch. Boom. And this is why she's on all the time. And now they're going to call her when they need real estate people. Okay, next slide, please. So beyond news checking, there are other things you can do. 
affiliating yourself with a nonprofit, if it's what you believe in and do, don't do this just to get media coverage. But if there's something you're really heavily involved with, it's it's a great way to get media coverage and often tie it in with your real estate business. Next slide, please. Uh, so this is Gail, uh, one of my clients. She's with Pearson Smith. And um, Gail lost a son to suicide which is so tragic, but she's so passionate about preventing this. And she does a big um, walk every year and she gets a lot of, of media exposure because of this. Now it talks about her being a real estate agent, but to put it in perspective and everyone's afraid to niche or, or narrow things down. But if you've been affected by suicide, which a lot of people have and a lot more are going to after all of this, you're probably gonna wanna work with Gail because she understands what you're going through. If you are a breast cancer survivor, if you are whatever it is, and you're really involved with that charity, you're actually going to draw those people because people want to work with like-minded people and you can relate to them and understand what they're going through. So again, only if you've already been doing this and, and you're really involved, but don't, don't be afraid to, to send that story idea to the media because it is a newsworthy story idea. So the other thing you can do is collaborate with people. So this is uh, an agent in uh, Maryland who collaborated with a developer to do a scavenger hunt. So whoever won the scavenger hunt, or it was like the first three places got a certain amount of money towards their down payment or upgrades or things like that. So the post jumped on it and see it says over 100,000 prizes. Again, super smart. If, if the builder tried to put an ad in the post, it would have cost them more. And this is a fun, feel-good story that gets lots of people out to your property. And then this agent, you know, got to take all that business that day when they did the scavenger hunt. Um, okay, next slide, please. Another thing is celebrity. Celebrity sells. Know your property. Know if there's any history to it. So um, Naomi was a client of mine years ago, and she called me to tell me that Linda Hamilton of Terminator fame was putting her farm on the market. And I said, oh my gosh, Linda, we've got to call the post. We've got to do this because it was a Northern Virginia listing. And, um, or yeah, it was Northern Virginia, it was out in Leesburg. And she's like, I can't do that. I said, I want you to call Linda right now and say, hey, I'm going to pitch the Washington Post about your Terminator stardom. And if we get it in the post, a million people are going to see your listing. What do you think she said? Of course, she said yes. There's no question. And so this house sold. She got buyers for other properties as well. And she got some listings for other farms. So next slide, please. And if you don't know who Linda Hamilton is, she was the badass Sarah Connor who kicked Arnold Schwarzenegger's butt in all of this. Um, but, but what Naomi did, and this is why it's so important to know the history of your house, is she used Linda Hamilton's celebrity to get in the media, to share the story. And it, it, that's kind of like the differentiator between you and somebody else. And then this happens. She got another shout out in the Washington Post. Continued thanks to you for your lessons on pitching journalists. Audrey now contacts me every time she needs a source. And we talked about reporters needing good sources. So, And Naomi doesn't even live in the D.C. area anymore. She lives in Ohio but she is still now a regular source. And the cool thing about that, you might think, oh, well, she's not going to get any business from that. Well, imagine when she goes to listing appointments, because she's doing this where she lives too, but then she can show that the other media that she's gotten and can say, oh, well, 
I'm so good. They're quoting me five states away. So that's that credibility factor that you get. Okay, next slide, please. Um, more newsjacking that you can do is holidays. This is one of my favorite pitches ever. Lizzie pitched on Halloween. Do sellers have to disclose a death in the home or if it's a haunted house? And the story was really cute. She had on a witch's hat when she did it. Uh, but you can use you can use the calendar to newsjack. You know, what what kinds of things can you tie in? Is it a good time to list your house over the holidays? Is it not? That's always a good one. But this was brilliant. And the answer in Virginia is no, you don't have to disclose it. But people in other areas, you can't use that here, but we've got people in Colorado and California use this on Halloween. Here it is. It's one, it, it, and I, and I share my story ideas with clients in all different states. Because if someone in Virginia is covered or Colorado or California or Washington state, it's the same story, but it's all going in the local papers and media. It doesn't matter. Carrie likes that idea. I love it. I love it. I had, I have a quick personal story at the settlement table. I had a buyer when she got the keys. This was the last time I ever did a joint closing, by the way. Real estate agents who are listening, do not do joint closings. Disaster. So anyway, the buyer says, okay, now I own the home. Now that I own it, is there anything you should tell me? And the owner looks at her. She's a single female. And he goes, well, there's definitely ghosts, but they're really nice. They just move our stuff around so we can't find it. So if that mm -hmm. happens, you're not crazy. And she's like, okay like it was oh my horrible. gosh and then he said and there's no insulation in the walls I'm like what in the world is going on so I could tell that personal story I will remember that and do a spooky story at Halloween that's so that's a good story to pitch this Halloween though yeah what happens after the fact if you've closed could anything happen or they have closed they closed. I mean, she had just, we were at the settlement table. She just signed the papers. She got the keys and then she was joking and she's like, okay, I own it now. Is there anything else you should tell me? And that's what the seller said. <gasps> ah, okay. So only use this for pitching the media. <laughs> I have not, when I've followed up with her to see how she likes her house and stuff, I've never said, so is it haunted? Is it true? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. The next thing. Uh, I want you all to do is monitor social media, monitor Twitter, especially. Uh, this is another great story. And let me tell you the people who want this, it happens. It, it just does. So Susan, who is here is not a real estate agent. She is a home stager. And what Susan did is she happened to be scrolling through Twitter and she follows journalists, local journalists. So a reporter from channel four, said, and for those of you from out of the Northern Virginia area, and a lot of my examples I just use are here because I'm here, but I work with people all across the country. Um, so she had seen, we were, we were getting Amazon HQ too. And she saw in her Twitter feed that this reporter needed a house to do a story from just in the Arlington area. So what Susan did is she had just staged a house. So she tweets back and she said, I just staged a house. I can be there in time. She lets him in. Same story, same everything, but instead of a real estate agent saying, oh yeah, the market is hot, uh, what she did is she said, oh, I'm staging so many homes in this area, and that's how they got to the story of a spike in home sales. So so it's, 
it's just creative thinking. How can you twist just a little bit? A mortgage person could have done the same thing. Gone, you know, if they had access to a house there, maybe with a realtor friend or something like that, and said, oh, I've just done 20 mortgages in the last week right in this community. Same thing. So reporters can pivot as well. So if you see a reporter making a request and you're like, oh, darn, like Susan did, she didn't say, oh, I'm not a real estate agent. She's like, heck yeah, I'm jumping on this. Uh, and she's been really good at this. She's been on NBC. She's been on um, NBC twice. She's been on CBS. She's gotten a lot of coverage because she's figured out the system and she's letting it work for her. Next slide, please. So I mentioned briefly, know your history of the property. History is always newsworthy. History is always relevant. So this property was the first hotel ever outside of Washington, D.C. And besides that, it had a really cool story attached to it. So back in the day, in the 1800s, there were only bathrooms on the second floor in the master bedroom. So if you entertained and somebody needed to use the restroom, they had to go through your master bedroom. So what they started doing is under the staircases, they would build these little, they called them pint-sized bathrooms. And there are only, I think, 100 of them left in the country, and this house had one of them. So that was one of the things that, that was inspiring to the journalists to share this house. So this got this listing for this agent on the front page of the paper. And, and obviously, new construction is different unless it's built on some kind of you know old tribal ground or something like that. Um, but properties, was a movie film there. I talked to the editor of the Washington Post. I actually interviewed her and and like the former founder of the Girl Scouts had once lived in this house. They want anything you could pull out. Uh, a couple other thing ideas she gave me. There was a house that was under renovation and when they, you know, dug into the drywall, they found Civil War maps. Cartographer in Washington DC lived in a studio and he did all the walls from original Washington DC. So do your homework. See if there's ever been anything in that house about that house that you could get media coverage for. Uh, next slide, please. So how many of you guys think you can come up with newsworthy story ideas? Right in the chat. Or are you totally lost? I want everyone to say yes, yes, yes. Step one. Okay, I think we've lost everybody. <laughs> I know you can do this. Um, so step one is the newsworthy part. Uh, next slide, please. Step two is creating your great hook. And that's your message. Your message is what opens doors. Next slide, please. Uh, so the hooks are easy. I mean, super easy. There's two ways to do hooks. When you're watching television and you hear coming up next, uh, one of my favorite ones ever was coming up next. Uh, why college is the worst investment a parent can make. That was a client of mine in um, Fox in Chicago, number three market in the country. And I'm thinking I'm a parent of two kids in college. Uh, yeah, I want to hear that story. It's what keeps you on through the commercials. So I want you to think about what is your coming up next. When you're writing your story idea, when you're writing your pitch, what's the coming up next? That's your hook. That's your subject line. Uh, next slide, please. And this is the best thing. Where do we buy magazines? Grocery store, right? Impulse purchase. We don't get to read what's inside. We buy it based on the hooks on the cover. Google magazines, uh, AARP, now that we get it, um, but they really have great hooks. 
don't copy the hooks exactly, you know, plug and play. But remember, people got paid a lot of money to get you to buy that five or seven dollar magazine right off the shelf. But this is how you get a journalist to open your email. Next slide, please. Uh, so this is an article that I was in uh, last fall in Inman. And look, dear marketing mastermind, are you going to not read something that says dear something? Does that make you feel good? So that's that's a hook. That's what she did to get people to read to read the article. Next slide, please. So literally that easy. Steps one and two. I put this one in because I always joke about, you know, everybody looks at the National Enquirer. Everybody does. Those are hooks. Did aliens take Elvis? But so newsworthy and creating great hooks. And then the next step is, next slide, sorry, is finding the right journalist. And this is so easy. Everybody write this down. Top secret resource, Google. Next slide, please. It is as easy as saying into Google, remember Google is a question search engine, who writes about real estate for the Boston Globe? So all my Boston people, write this down because I'm giving you a freebie. Uh, Megan Churchy has been writing for realestateboston.com since the site's inception two years ago. So she's a reporter for the Boston Globe and Boston, the realestateboston.com. And look down here, Ellen McElhenney Woods is the real estate editor. And when you click on her, you will get her information. Um, so it's really that easy. I mean, there are resources, there are databases. I have lots of stuff. I start on Google. And especially locally, who writes about real estate for? You're going to get their name, their email, their phone number. And the phone number is key. You've got to do follow-up calls. And media is really weird right now, of course, because nobody's in their offices, but they're still getting their voicemails. Uh, so you call newsrooms and sometimes you just get a recording. <laughs> but it's really that easy. So I remember the first time we had this conversation, I was skeptical. I'm going to be honest. You were like, yeah, all you have to do is Google it. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's not that easy. And then I did it. And I'm like, she's right. Like I was looking at all of these different things that you had to pay to get these reporters information. Right. And then I just used Google, like you told me, and it worked. Like I said, people call me all the time. Like I'll sit down with them and I'll go through all the steps specific for their niche and their industry and what kinds of stories are really good for them. And they do. They're like, oh my gosh, it works. It works. So <laughs> good. Um, next slide, please. So I just want to share a couple of success stories from, from this part of it, from people who have done this. Next slide, please. So I worked with Casey for three years. Casey grew his business $20 million a year. I mean, he keeps growing at $20 million a year. So it went from 74 to 94. And I think he's at like 125 million now. Uh, not bad, right? For just implementing some publicity and some social media in. Next slide, please. And I mentioned Cedric earlier, who was in the post. Well, he was in realtor.com 30 times in six months and then got this article in Women's Health Magazine. So again, imagine you're at a listing appointment and somebody says, oh, well, should I do this? And you've got a little folder and you can say, oh, here's an article that was in realtor.com. I happen to be quoted in that. Oh, you go in and the, this article in Women's Health Magazine was how hard it is to sell your house with young children. So imagine he goes to a listing and they've got young children. He can just hand them a copy of the magazine and say, oh, yeah, that's my expertise. I will hold your hand through every step of the way. And here you can read this article from Women's Health Magazine all about that. These people have not lost listings because they have this media. 
Um, next slide, please. And one of my absolute favorites, do I have any new, brand new agents on? Anybody? Yes, no? I don't think everyone's asleep. Anyway, if you are new, I want you to know that this can work as well. Dustin was a brand new agent and he came up to me and he said, Christina, I've got this great idea. I'm going to pitch the post. And I thought, wow, that's great. You know, I think really big. I do big things. You know, you dream like this, you land like this. It's good. So I said, it might not happen the first time. I tell all my clients that, but he did and they loved it. And within two weeks, he had an article written. He actually had to write the article, which is very rare. Don't write an article and submit it. You're submitting ideas. So he submitted the idea. They had him write the story. That was December 4th. He has three young girls. I texted him in January. I said, Dustin, what happened? He got $5 million plus listings in six weeks. He did $24 million of business in his first year. And it's all because of this article. So he's now been in real estate two years or three years. And I saw him recently. And the post is asking him for more content. And I said, Dustin, why don't you do it? And he said, I don't need to. So he has taken this one article and grown it to this huge real estate business. So think about, you might just need one. That might be all it takes. If you know how to use it, and he's a really smart marketer, but he goes into these, these listing appointments and tells them how he's going to sell their house using Facebook ads. And they look at him all scared. And then he shows them this article that he wrote for the post. And they're like, okay. And guess what? He sells their house using Facebook ads. So it's just, it's, that was his niche. That's his expertise. And that's what all of you all have. Next slide, please. So I want you to think about how much money you're leaving on the table by not doing this. How much more business could you have if you were also in the media? So next slide, please. So that's the traditional media part of it. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV. The Kerry Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to kerryschollcareers.com. Again, that's kerryschollcareers.com. And now we've got social media. and. So imagine that you get this media hit and then you get to put it out on your social media and you get to tag realtor.com. You get to tag Forbes. You get to tag the Wall Street Journal. Well, that's also going to spread out to their people and your people are going to see that and go, wow. And it just gives you so much more credibility. Even your first one, you can do things like pin your post so that anybody who comes to your site sees that big article. I have one client, every time they're on, they just change their pin post and they change their signature line that says, see my latest article in, see my latest television appearance on, which I think is brilliant. Next slide, please. And I know of no better way to get your message out at no cost. I'm not saying buy Facebook ads. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying getting your message out organically to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people than by this, by social media. PR, social media, it's where the magic happens. The supercharged magic. Uh, I missed a slide, but one thing I want you guys to think about is the media is gonna check you out and you've got to check out. You've gotta have some content. 
out there talking about things that you're pitching. It, it's going to be very difficult to pitch the media and they put your name into Google and nothing comes up. You've got to have some content on your website, content on your social media. Um, you, you've, and you've got to have a website. I actually have worked with some people that don't have a website. It's like, no, 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 we have to start there. So that's really important. Here's the super cool thing though. Once you start to get media and a journalist puts your name into Google and that media shows up, you've been vetted. You're good. They're, they don't have to go any further. So that's where that comes in too. Media begets media. So when you've got some already and they see that, they, they know it's okay to use you. Next slide, please. So talking about combining PR and social media, again, I have lots of favorite stories. I can't wait to share your stories. Share them with me when you get, when you get media. Uh, so Aaron connected with a journalist on LinkedIn, but he was a little bit too late for the story idea. But she had said something about, she, he had read an article that she wrote, because you always want to give them the love and share the love. So hi, Aaron. Thanks so much for the lovely note. I appreciated hearing from you. She had just gotten contacted by NBC and she said, hey, do you want to talk to me about that? It ended up being NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Seven million viewers because he reached out on LinkedIn. And, that, and it was all about pricing. So again, I always say using this media, you've got to use it to your advantage. So you go to a listing appointment. What does everybody complain about? They all want more money for their house. Well, if you pull out your iPad and you say, you know, I did this story on NBC Nightly News about effective pricing for real estate and all of my listings sell in less than seven days and they watch that. Do you think they're going to hire Aaron? Of course they are. So it's, this is why this is so valuable. Next slide, please. And every single person here can be in the news. And you can even be on TV if you want. I know TV is a big step for a lot of people, but now doing all this virtual and doing video, you might even get more comfortable doing this. Um, next slide, please. Casey said, we all need to know how to do this. It's very powerful stuff. It's the way of the future. It changed the way we do business. And it should change the way you do business. As we pivot right now, you guys can jump on board with this. Um, next slide, please. Pat said, Christina, you have opened a whole new world for me. Thank you. I will share her story because I love this too. Do you guys remember uh, when Redfin said they weren't going to do buyer agency anymore? And Pat does a lot with buyer agency. So she texted me. She's like, I I've got to talk to you about this. And she was really not happy about the situation. And I said, Pat, here's your story. You know, this is a David versus Goliath story. This is a one compass agent going after Redfin. Like what you're doing is wrong. She got a full page, front page article on the front page of the Washington Post real estate section. That's a really big deal. Again, newsjacking. It was something that happened in the news. We didn't get into it, but David and Goliath stories are definitely, definitely something that the media likes, but it's incorporating that. And then it's taking action. Next slide, please. So you guys threw out a lot of numbers. Um, so imagine if you be, did this, implemented it starting today, you could get media this week. There's so many stories out there. So for those of you who said 50, and I meant to bring my calculator, so hopefully I get this right. But let's say your average commission is $5,000 because I'm using round numbers. I think the average sales price in the US is 2000. You do a 3% commission, that's 6,000. Should be like 4,500, but I'm gonna use 5,000 for round numbers. And you sold 50 houses. $250,000 in your pocket. So think about that. 
is it worth it to you to get the visibility? Next slide, please. And think about how you can do it. Next slide and then next slide. Um, for some of you, this is the solution. I just caution you to get a lot of referrals. If you wanna go this route, I do know people who are really good, but it's not cost-effective for most of us. But if you wanna learn how to do it, if this is intriguing to you, um, I would love to chat with you more. Next slide. So you can set up a call at chatwithchristina.com. So what, what I was hoping, I know you guys have questions for Christina, but really quick, because some of you are thinking, I saw the chat. For a second, my chat wasn't working. I was trying to chat back with Liz specifically to your question, Liz, and it wasn't working. So I want you guys all to put in the chat one idea. One idea, because if you get started and you get these juices flowing, the questions you're going to have for Christina are going to be more helpful. And so guys, one idea, I want you to put it in the chat because we're going to have a collaborative brainstorm. We said in the beginning of this day, we want you to have actionable, tangible things that you're like, I can do this. I'm going to do this. And this is going to help me grow my business. So which one? Okay, Earl, here we go. How to prepare your home for sale once the world reopened. Okay. So that is a great hook right there, Earl. Nobody mm -hmm. steal that. That's his idea. Well, in nobody that. in his market, but people in other markets, we can right. all learn from each other, right? Okay. So we have Liz saying, become the main realtor, becoming the main realtor in my area. Okay. So Liz, what is the hook that, because how did you do that? What's unique about what you did that you could use to hook people to be interested in you being the main realtor? And how would that impact them, right? Um, I, I want to throw out one thing because I've got I've got some agents doing this in areas. Um, when I talked about your nonprofit, uh, I've got an agent in Boston area, New Hampshire, who um, got together with a clammer and a potato farmer, and they were working on having restaurants build home kits for chowder. And then it keeps the restaurant in business. You're buying from the restaurant. You're keeping the clam. You're keeping everyone in town in business. And it's and they were starting to get some publicity for that. So think about the charitable things you can do. Um, there's someone in San Antonio, and they're kicking off a national campaign, hashtag Takeout Tuesday, where it's all for local restaurants, not chains, to keep your local restaurants in business. So everyone does takeout on Tuesdays. Um, Christina, you just made me like... So we've been doing all this stuff that we have not, we have not pitched, but we, we went out to all of our um, social media contacts, all of our past clients. And we started a few weeks ago, taking food to all the medical personnel. Right. And then we said, Hey guys, we want to continue doing this. So who wants to help us? And I think we've raised close to $4,000 at this point awesome. and all of the hospitals. And I didn't even think about pitching it as a story because we were doing it just to get our community to have a way out. And the reason you want to pitch that story is not for Carrie Scholl, your company. It's for the community. It's you want to get the more people who know about what you're doing, the more money you can raise to help your local businesses. And it is keeping the restaurants in business because yes. we're continually going to the ones who are open and supporting and saying, hey, we'll take the, the, we'll take 90 meals for this hospital. And then we're doing it to all different hospitals. So, okay, we have some other really cool ideas in here. So let's go through them. How to get a listing this week. That would be like a story that you're pitching for real estate agents, right, Donna? 
So, so that, if you were that's talking, a real estate, that's a real estate publication, and it's not it's not a hook. I mean, it is a hook, but I need more. Why this yep. week? You know how to get listings in the age of coronavirus. How to get yeah. how to get ver how to get a listing when I'm sitting at working when I'm working from home. How to get a listing when I can't meet with people. Something that's well, how to sell a listing because you have to imagine like you have to pivot it so that the general population, the, the reporters are not going to say, let's do the story that's going to be very interesting to real estate agents. They're going to want to have the mass public be very interested in what we're talking about. So we have to tweak it a little bit, virtual strategies to sell your home during the Corona crisis. There you go. And, and when you're pitching, again, you're going to find your real estate sections of your newspapers do your homework and see which television stations cover a lot of real estate stories. We have one station here that actually now has a real estate tab on their website. They're covering, right. they have a whole producer, reporter, they cover real estate stories. And I'm sure a lot of it is because of Amazon coming that are, there's so much going on here, but they are constantly covering our real estate market. Completely. Okay. So Stephanie has a great idea here. Getting buyer ready post-shutdown rush on homes. So yes. how to get ready to buy when the shutdown opens, right? And I think buyer, also, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the buyers are going to flood the market. Yeah, I like that. Right. So, okay, let's get you pre-approved. Let's, let's walk you through all the steps. Make sure you have the education and make sure like if I'm doing that story on the news, I'm going to talk about how we do virtual consultations to educate our clients on the market that they're looking and we study in advance what's happening in the market so they have confidence when it reopens, right? And you could build the story. So the first thing I thought of with that hook, which is good because you're getting people to think, is like a race. Who's going to get to the finish line first? And it's going to be the pre-approved buyers, this and that, because there will be, you know, there are people who have to move and the money's going to come back and the market's going to come back. It's going to be different, but who's going to win the race? Who's going to win the buyer race? Yep, love it. Okay, so then I want, one more, I want to give one more tip while you find the next question. Um, sure. When you think of writing a story idea to the media, you have to think, and news writers write to an eighth grade level. You all have to realize real estate, there are things, you know, you're very smart in this industry. I talk to Carrie a lot, and sometimes things are like, wow, you've got you've to lower the way you write, make it super easy for an eighth grader to understand it. It, it, that will help you with your pitch. It will help you get accepted because they want to know that you can talk to people in general, not over their heads. Yeah, completely. That makes sense. And sometimes I think when we're insecure or nervous, we tend to try and talk up to make ourselves feel smart, but it's actually the opposite of what we want to do, right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. So then we have an idea. Um, Brent, I'm so happy you're here this morning best ROI home projects that everyone can do during the quarantine? Okay, one little tip. Not everyone knows what ROI is. I got that back to me one time. Okay. So wait, read that back to me one more time. Best ROI home projects that everyone can do during, during the quarantine. Best, best bang for your buck home improvements anyone can do during the quarantine. Yes, I love that. Very smart. Okay. And that, that is mainstream news. That is 
and and depending on where you are too, my girlfriend lives in Michigan and they can't do anything. They all non-essential products. They can't buy paints. They can't buy arts and crafts. They can't buy books, toys, anything. So they could do nothing around their house. So if you're in Michigan, that's not a story to pitch. Uh, so make sure your state is allowing you to go, still go to the hardware store. Uh, but that's definitely a great story in, in those states. Yeah, completely. Okay. Danthika, I, I love this. We talked about this last week when we were doing our five-day challenge and she did a video on forbearance and how to go about it. And so she's thinking if she can figure out the right hook, she can leverage that because it is something that some people who are losing their jobs are trying to figure out, how do I navigate this? So what's a good hook? This is Christina's like, is this is forbearance for mortgage payment, for rent payment? For mortgage payment. And what's, what is she trying to say? She's trying to educate the public on how you file for forbearance or what is the impact of it? Well, so part of it is that they have that even as an option. So most most people might not know about that. So saying, if this is a situation that you or a loved one is facing, here's how you navigate it. If you know, you might not have to make your mortgage payment this month. Yeah, Simple. there we go. Yeah, and every reporter's like, oh, reporting really? on this. Yeah. And you can see when they get that subject line, oh, you don't? Okay. And I, I would be cautious on this one too and I, i've seen a lot of loan officers do stuff that what the hook is uh forbearance is not forgiveness because you can you can get the three months of it but um there's there's some negative side effects to it one is let's say you get your job back in 90 days well now you owe four mortgage payments in month four uh so so oh. know, forbearance is not forgiveness and then the other thing is you can't refi when you're in forbearance mode. So there's some you know great potential for people to cash out, get lower rates on refis, and, and that option uh, gets a lot more difficult if you're in the forbearance. So I think so another angle with forbearance is pointing out the negative sides. But those would be things if you wanted to go that way, I would bullet point that. Why forbear or forbearance isn't forgiveness? One, you know, yes, you can skip three payments but they're all due in 90 days. Two, you can't refinance. You know, Give them the good or the bad, whichever side you want to pitch on that. And, and if you can find mortgage companies that are waiving things, that are not making you pay, and I don't know if that exists, but you could highlight them in your pitch. Okay, we, are, we have 18 additional ideas. So I'm going to run through a few. No, I'd love to. It's amazing. It's awesome. Because guess what, guys, you're take notes, you should be writing down other people's ideas too, and then leveraging them and figuring out the individual stories you have to hook them even more. John's idea is new trends in home design resulting from COVID-19, such as faucets that don't have to be touched. Oh, fabulous. Read that back to me one more time. New trends in home design resulting from COVID-19, such as faucets that don't have to be touched. Yeah, that's a little bit long for a hook. So I think he was only saying that the hook was the first sentence. And then that was the faucets were one example of something he would point out. Yeah, I um, like the new home trends resulting from COVID-19. And then try to find three to five. Yeah. Just one is not a story. The, right. It, it, but you need the three to five. You could do an article. And, the, you know, and the goal on that is them using you as the expert. But, and if you have those in your home, like if you have the, the faucets that are motion censored, uh, 
the cool thing now with TV is this is how we're doing TV. I actually did a segment from my home and it, that's on my blog too. You can see how I structured it with the lighting and that kind of stuff and put their logo in the background. But that could be something you could say, hey, I've got these five things in my house and I could walk you through my house and show you how it works. Love that. Good TV. People would be, that would draw people in. Like very yes. interesting. Okay. Become a neighborhood specialist. This is Simon's idea. How can local restaurants prepare for the weekend rush once the country reopens? So those are two separate ideas. Become a neighborhood specialist. And then how can local restaurants prepare for the weekend rush once the country reopens? So something about the restaurants and like, yeah, that's going to be a whole other thing. And a lot of them don't have the staff anymore because they've had to furlough. So what... What do past furloughs mean after we reopen or some something along those lines? Can restaurants mind. handle the reopening? Do restaurants something like that is, is what I I'm think thinking. it would almost be more interesting to draw a parallel between restaurants and real estate. Like real estate and restaurants, what they have in common during the reopening, because the rush is gonna be really intense in both industries. And I'm just trying to figure out the angle for Simon and what he's talking about and how he ends up becoming a real estate expert and drawing business back to himself. Because I feel like that hook is real estate and restaurants to face similar rush. Yes. After reopening. Yes. yes. That's recorded. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Restaurants and real estate to face similar rush after reopening. That's yes. A That's a really good hook. Okay. Judith's idea is interview local businesses to prompt our small town. We've got shopping, entertainment, medical, et cetera. Um, so I think that interviewing local businesses, one, one thing I would tell you on that, listen closely when Dan does the podcast segment, because if you like doing interviews, you can leverage those on social media. And then you, I'm sure you can find different PR hooks in your interviews but I don't think that would be a PR hook in general. I think that that's a really smart strategy. I do too, um, absolutely. And that's, and like I said, I dove in with David Beerman Scott. It was an opportunity and I reached out to him at this time saying, we've got to help people and he agreed. So yes, Amazing. you can get a lot of leverage with those, with those interviews. Yes, okay. And, and give you visibility in your community, which is what you want to do. Make sure you tag everybody you interview. So that yeah. you're in your community and you look really good trying to help those businesses. Yes, absolutely. Okay. How to sell your home virtually. That's Lisa's idea. And I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's good. Just like that. Yep. Michael's idea. Hi, Michael. Is how are homes in our market going under contract so quickly in the world of social distancing? So local real estate market explodes despite coronavirus. Ooh, yes. Juicy. People are like, really? Is that true? Right, that's not possible. Yes. Love it. Our local real estate market exploding in the midst of coronavirus. Some Using something like that. One of those two. Yes. Love it. Okay. Donna's idea is how to sell a home during coronavirus. Yes. That's, that's by itself. Well, this is being done. You've got to come up with these different like I love the, the, the trends, you know, and 
for the person back to that, one of the things you can talk about is, is that going to be a requirement now? You know, I don't know. Like, are we never going to have faucets again? Who knows? But what? Well, I think it would be an interesting hook to say trends from coronavirus that will not go away when selling a home. Right. So it's like, it's like, forecasting the future and what will change in the process going forward right with having virtual showings with making sure that you're doing virtual open houses like all of these things that people prefer to get that in their own home whether there's coronavirus going around or not right right what is going to change and when you make these predictions and you're right in the next six year six months to a year you're a rock star And then people will quote you and say, oh, you know, Dan Smith said this back in March and now it's happening. So you look like, wow, this, this person really knows what they're talking about. Yes. Um, Okay. We have Sheree said late mortgage payments, post COVID-19 planning. Financial planning, maybe. Like more of a what to do. Financial planning is scary. The news doesn't want scary. Um, late mortgage payments. What do you do now? What's next? Or what's next? Short and sweet. Okay. Or now what? Um, late mortgage payment? Question mark. Now what? Pros and cons of forbearance. So that's kind of the the one that we talked about already. I'm going to keep buzzing here because we have quite a few more. Oh no, nope. We're in we're in a good position. Okay. So we have about 15 minutes left. I want you guys to think if, if there was a gun to my head and I had to succeed at getting in the news and there's a lot of different ways you can do it. You don't have to be on camera like we are right now. That might freak you out. Although I would challenge you to just take that fear and button it up and put it away and do it and see how you feel and the result of you doing it before you make a decision that you're afraid. But if I said, you have to get on the news and you have seven days to do it. What would you do next? Like, what are the questions you would have about the steps you need to take to succeed in the next seven days? That's my question. Let's try and really for a moment, imagine that we're taking what the gift that Christina has given us, the ability to go out and get these stories. Let's imagine that you are going to act on it. You've you've went through this presentation with us because no doubt, you want to see a change in your business. So if you had seven days to pull it off, what would you need to know? What are the pieces that you would say, uh-oh, do I have this? We've, we've practiced a bunch of hooks, but what else is there that might be concerning you? And one of the big things I want you all to think about is what's next? What, you know, the forbearance of things like that, people are talking about that, that they jumped on it right away. You know, when, and the, Maybe it's something, the stimulus checks are coming in this week. I think today is the deadline. Do they have to use that money for their mortgage? I heard something on the radio this morning that said, no, I'm going to buy food. I'm not going to pay my mortgage. So maybe it's something to that effect. Now the checks are in. Do I have to pay my mortgage with that? You know, what are, so just to think about, always be on the cutting edge of what's going on now. Know your trends in real estate. Know your local trends and know your national trends. And so you can bring things home if it's national. Look on Twitter. What are people talking about related to real estate? Whether you're active on Twitter or not, it's a great place to go. The debate lives on about the mortgage. 
But let what me, let me tell you what's a really good point about that. That means if you all are debating right here like this, that means it could blow up in media. Yeah, absolutely. And they love that because that means they're going to get engagement. And you could even say in your pitch, I was on a group with, I don't know, several hundred people and we discussed this and it went on for hours. So there's a huge debate about this that we'd like to put out there because for a newspaper or television station to know that they're going to get a ton of engagement on that story, good, bad, or indifferent is great for them. Yeah. Or I did, I did a blog post and got a thousand comments on it. I thought you might be interested in this topic. Ooh, yes. Juicy. They're like, yes, if we can, like a blog gets that kind of attention, their whole goal is to get their story to blow up. So they want something that's going to get a ton of engagement. Okay. Any other questions for Christina? I want to know who's going to, and I can't see, so you have to tell me who's going to do it. Those of you who do it will have success. And it's not just one and done. It's got to become part of your plan. You have to commit to, and and guys, it's 10 minutes a day max. This is not a lot of time. And for those of you who say you don't have time, you're busy doing other stuff, what other one thing can you do for 10 minutes that could get you in front of hundreds of thousands of potential clients? Nothing. I mean, it's just, nothing. there's nothing that compares. So your suggestion, just to, because they're not asking the question and I want to make sure they really got it. And, um, and my promise to you is when you get media, email it to me. I have a hundred thousand followers. I will push it out for you. I will share your story with all of my people. So that's a little something I can do to help you, but we can get it out to an even bigger audience. Okay. Amazing. That's a generous offer. So I'm not seeing all of the, I wills. I don't know if our chat is not working right now. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe that all of you that are watching this are going to do it. So let's just walk through the steps one more time and then we'll let Christina go. So they come up with the hook. They use yeah. their friend Google and they figure out where they want to, the type of medium they want to be in. And once you find the person that you're trying to reach out to, you believe LinkedIn is the best place to do that, right? Yeah. And, or no. emailing them or texting them directly? No, no. I think you should connect. A lot, most, I would say 95, 99% of journalists are on Twitter, period. That's where they get a lot of their news. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but go to LinkedIn, absolutely 100%. If they have over 500 connections, connect with them. Hey, I, I'm a realtor, you know, give them just a little background. Don't pitch them in your initial thing, just that you want to connect with them. If they have less than that, they're not active on on. Twitter. No, I, I say you email them the story ideas. So and, email and, them and then follow up with a phone call. Phone call. Yeah. Okay. And again, it's, it's a weird time right now. I would, before I would say, don't pitch on Fridays or Mondays. There really aren't Fridays or Mondays anymore. So everything is kind of free game. Uh, and, and the accessibility to people now because they're home is, this is your opportunity to do this. Uh, don't get frustrated if you don't hear back. Try again and with a different story idea, not the same story. Uh, just keep, and, and it becomes muscle memory. You'll start to read things or see things and say, oh, I should pitch that. Oh, and that's what my clients start to do is they really start to get this. And then they just start going and doing. And then like Ashley doesn't even send me her results anymore. I just see her on TV all the time. This is amazing. Part of her life. It's part of her marketing. It's what she does. 
Well, and some of you are going to be the type of people that once you start thinking of hooks, you just keep thinking of hooks. You're like walking through the world and a hook comes to you when you're at the grocery store and a hook. And then once you have the contacts, it gets easier and easier and less time consuming because they already know you. So it's like a race to the top once you're on the path, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, very good. Okay. Well, we are going to let you go here. Now, one, oh, wait, Jose, any books that you recommend on how to create hooks? Well, I happen to have a book <laughs> that just came out uh, and I should have it here in my studio and I don't. Um, it's called The DIY Guide to Free Publicity. The and DIY that, Guide to Free Publicity. D, what? The DIY. DIY. Dan's making fun of me over here since I didn't get that right. Will you do me a favor, yes. Kat or Elisa? Will you guys put the link to Christina's book, or do you have a place that they can order it, Christina? You can go to Amazon's probably. Oh, uh, who knows how long it'll take? If it takes a long time, just reach out to me. I do have some here I can mail. Okay, uh, cool. So yeah, Christina at PR for anyone. If you guys can throw that in the chat. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, because the hook is critical. Once you get the hook, you're off to the races. And okay, use cool. magazine covers. I'm telling you, it is the easiest way to see what hooks are. Those are all hooks on every magazine. Newspaper, headlines, those are hooks. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. We appreciate you being here. Guys, if I'm missing a question that you had in the chat, I'm really sorry. Oh, you can get it on Amazon in digital format. People are doing clapping. So now I'm back on and getting the chats, but I okay. missed a whole bunch of them. Uh, so hopefully I didn't miss any critical questions. And if you Thank did, you for... reach out to me. I'm happy to hop on a call, talk to you. Like, again, if you want to do this and really learn, call me. If you just want to run a hook by me or whatever, you can email me, call me. It's fine. I'm home. Okay. It's easy to get me. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. All right, good, good to see you guys. You. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.